The opinions expressed on this program may be considered offensive, crude, or politically incorrect. They are merely those of the speakers and not of the affiliates and or sponsors. Welcome to the 76th episode of Multiple Perspectives, the podcast where we take a look at controversial issues from many points of view. Coming up on this week, the quality of public school teachers. I'm your host, Ken. Joining me is iPhone genius, Joe. How's everybody doing? How are you doing with your iPhone? Still trying to get used to it, man. What's there to get used to? It's just a bunch of blocks and you click it. (laughs) I'm the last one in my family to get it. No, no, no. no the last one in town. The last one in the whole world, maybe. You you and, I don't know, Bill Gates were using Windows phones? Were the only ones using Windows phones? <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's in my contact list. Yeah, see. So, automatically, because I was the only one using his phone. It's like it's like Tom, you know, on Facebook or on MySpace. <laughs> when you make an account, he's automatically your friend. <laughs> Except my when I made the MySpace, I, I didn't have him as a friend. Hmm. You deleted him? No, he, he deleted me, I think. So, tell us about the switch from a Windows phone to an iPhone. Well, what are the pain points so far? The the paid points? The pain points, you know. What, what makes you... What, what annoys you about this? About my new phone? Yes, about your new phone. About the whole switch. The whole switch? Well, your phone's going off now. What is is going on? Man, I don't even know how to silent this thing. Let me try to figure it out. There's a button on the side. Just throw it out the window. Okay. (laughs) Sorry about that. No, don't apologize. Was was that one of the pain points? You can't even... You don't know how to use it. Yeah, I'm not used to the operating system. So, you've had it for a week now? Uh, Yes, I see... Less than a week, man. I got it last Thursday. You know, I was at the zoo and I saw a monkey using an iPhone. Oh, really? <laughs> Damn. I should ask him uh, some pointers. <laughs> so the new- it, is a, it is a tool. It is a complicated tool, but it looks like it has a lot of power, man. Do you mean like, like, a, like dictatorship power or what do you mean? Well, yeah, man. Like, So you, you think that the dictator of North Korea right now is using an iPhone? Maybe. Uh, who Maybe. knows? He's, he's on a Nokia flip phone for all we know. Could be. Or it shouldn't be a Samsung assistance from Korea. Yeah, but that's from South Korea. And they hate South but, Korea. But they hate America more, don't they? Yeah, but iPhones oh, but anyways, are made in the, China. The, Chi- yeah. the Chinese made it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they're technically communists as well, so who knows? You know, there's only one time zone in China, right? What? Yeah, there's only one time zone. There's one official time zone. So, it could uh-huh. be 3 p.m. Now, I'm, I'll fact check it later, but it could be 3 p.m. and it's just dark. So, people have adopted their own time zones across. I don't know if clocks exist in China. Well, most likely it does, okay. man. Yeah, you paid attention in history. I didn't, so. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, do you know why you didn't pay attention in history? Because the teachers were bad. And this is the topic for today. Is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, well, let's, let's preface this topic. You know, the reason why I want to talk about this is because 
everybody talks about this, but they talk about one thing. Teachers should be paid more. Nobody looks at anything else. You know, that's it. Just teachers should be paid more, regardless of they're good teachers or bad teachers. Is that the, you know, this, the same ideas that get projected towards you? Yeah, usually every year um, the teachers union goes to like one of the main streets on town and uh, tells people to honk their horns. Do you usually honk or do you throw water balloons at them? <laughs> no, I usually don't see it. I just see it on the news. I don't see it in person, me. Okay. All right. So are you saying you agree with those people or you want to kill them? I don't want to agree or kill them. It's depends on the teacher for me. Depends on the situation. Classic, I think most of the classic libertarian answer. <laughs> most of the teachers that taught in school weren't even from the same town. Well, yeah, it should be used that yeah. Way. These high school teachers, I mean, a lot of them can't find a job in the same town. No, they can't. Do you, wait? Do you think that? Is a reason why some of them were bad because they had a bad commute. Well, so some one of my teachers had a huge commute in the morning, man. That was huge. a two-hour drive. Yeah, I think it was two hours. Yeah, it was actually two teachers in our school that had the same commute. They lived on the same block, and it was a two-hour commute. Uh, you know, each way, probably more. Uh, wait, was that what part teacher particularly bad? No, I don't think they were bad. It's just, shouldn't, I don't know if it's true that your local people should teach your local people. Maybe that's uh, an ism that's bad. Should your locality, you know, your local teachers teach your local people? Should all towns just be their own government? Aren't they already? Well, not to the point where, you know, they can override federal laws. Yeah, but when it comes to education, most towns come up with their own school district. Yeah, it's usually most counties, I think. Uh, And then there's districts and areas and stuff like that. But here in the South Bay area of California, uh, are we known for good teachers or are we known for bad teachers? Uh... Depends. We're known for troublemaking kids, I think. I don't know. I think we're known for troublemaking teachers as well because we have the most left-facing teachers, I think, maybe even in the country. You know? Every time you hear about these new te- these teachers who are standing on desks and, and telling kids they got to go vote or, or saying, F Donald Trump, it's here. Well, it is from our town. It's exactly the principal. The principal itself did that. Well, that's that's not a teacher, though. So let's move to our first uh, article here. This comes from uh, Curbed San Francisco. Uh, so you can already tell which way this article is leaning. It's titled "Teacher at San Francisco Public School Ends Up Homeless Due to Housing Costs." It's written by Brock Keeling, and uh, it goes over the story of a 35-year-old called uh, Etoria Cheek, and she makes 65000 a year as a teacher in the city, and she's being priced out, as they say it here. That seems to be the new buzz term around here, priced out. 
Is 65K, uh, you know, a number to squawk at? That's a pretty good salary for most of the country. That's pretty good. And th- that's uh, a salary that is in 12 months, right? From what I understand. Well, okay. So I've, I've spoken to a few teachers. They say that you have the option of spreading out your salary, 65K, over 12 months, or you can take it only during the months that you work. So technically, they're only paying you for the months that you work, but you can spread it out. Hmm. Interesting. That That's still a lot of money for a year, but it, it is San Francisco, which has high rent, man. So is 65K is a lot for you? That's a lot. But if you were her, would you be in the same situation? Being homeless? Yes. I probably wouldn't be living in San Francisco. Well, you know, everyone or says that. Why are you in San Francisco? But, you know, you get stuck there, right? Do you want to move two hours away and do that commute in the morning? No. Why can't they let teachers sleep at the school? That's it, well, you know, let is a funny word. Let? Yeah, because... Allow? You don't need permission to do anything. <laughs> Oh, you can't do that. What are they going to do? Kick him out? No, like we said, laws don't stop anybody. She could sleep at this school if she really wanted to. But the, the, the whole thing about this is, is she really homeless? I mean, she's still got a house. She's she's living from place to place. What would a, a homeless person downtown say when they look at her? Well, she's... Well off compared to them who actually live on the street. Well, she doesn't home. She doesn't have her own lease. You know. Yeah, she says that technically makes her homeless. But is this is this first world homelessness? Yeah, it's not like it's just starving on the street and begging. It's not hardcore homelessness. Well, if she was like hardcore. She wouldn't even have an income at all. She does. So then why is it that people still live in the city? Well, the city, if you're going to work there, you know, it's convenient to just be right there. But San Francisco is a nice city. I don't know. I paid not to live there. But that's just me. You'd pay not to live there. I would pay not to live there. Does that mean to say, do we have any SF listeners? I doubt it. Maybe there are some. (laughs) I really doubt it. But San Francisco is a nice city for me. Why is that? But I don't know. For me, it's a nice place to visit. But you wouldn't want to live there. I wouldn't want to live there. You're pissing off a lot of people right now. I like my own town. Small town. Okay. Well, well, the ultimate question here is, does any of this stated in the article, does any of it affect her quality of teaching? In your opinion? Is she a bad teacher because of all this? If she is a bad teacher, is it because of this? Uh, no, I wouldn't so. That's 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 like an excuse, I think. Is that bad if I say that? Well, I mean, in multiple perspectives, is known to say a lot of bad things. (laughs) But so, how would how would a city fix this, right? Oh, so... Okay, um, you have teachers who are going homeless. Maybe the quality of the teaching goes down. Maybe we should do something about it. How are you going to do it? Yeah, we just put a fence right around San Francisco. 
and so all the homes okay all the homes all the leases all the ownerships all the deeds destroyed all gone you you let all the san franciscans loose you put a fence those rent fence companies just put a fence around san francisco as soon as the bell rings whoever okay. claims their home whoever claims <laughs> okay, and then broadcast it on tv Man, that's like one whack movie, man. <laughs> it's not a movie. It's a documentary. A mockumentary. Are you, are you saying you don't like that idea? Are you saying you wouldn't watch that? I would not watch that. Why is that? Is it against your veganism? It, no, it's not that. It's like, imagine people who've been living there, right? People who've been moving in. If you if you were there in San Francisco, for for example, you were a teacher there back in the day when rent wasn't as high, but you barely get a raise, and inflation is going up. Are we all dealing with that? I think everyone is dealing but with that. Why but why do the San Franciscans get the spotlight? Because it's San Francisco. That's big, not big a reason. City, <laughs> that's just that's just saying what city, it is. Big dreams. It's uh... all right. Well, this episode is not about San Francisco. This is about the teacher in San no. Francisco. Well, what comes with the teachers is like what San Francisco has to worry about is the teachers just bouncing out of there. How about we just ban schools in San Francisco? Well, you know the the child population in San Francisco is actually decreasing. Yeah, nobody's having kids. All the kids are growing up. So, at a certain point, you know, San Francisco might just be an adult-only city. And that's when we put that fence around it. Oh, damn. You know? You can come in, but you can't leave. Whoa. Whoa. You know? Utopia. (laughs) It's a brave new world. So, let's head to AZ Central and um, this story is called My Turn. Sorry, most of our teachers don't need raises. By Lloyd. Um, not going to try to pronounce the last name, but it's there. I say this about many articles. This one's very poorly written. I don't know. You say that about every article. Yeah, I, hey, I didn't say it about the last article, but it was. I just didn't say it. So this one, I don't know what they're trying to go for, but it's really just jumbled. I don't know what message is in this article, but this guy Lloyd is... His, his, his viewpoint is that teachers don't need the races. We're doing this wrong. We shouldn't give raises to teachers. This goes against the, the, the mainstream thought. So according to you, and you can't say it depends, are teachers underpaid? Are teachers underpaid? If you say it depends, I'm going to shut down the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> are teachers underpaid? Hmm. Some of them are. Okay. All right. Is that is that that's it? A fair answer. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let Let's say you're a teacher. Same question. Public school teacher in the Bay Area. Yes, they work hard. Okay. Let, let me ask you another question here. Uh, have you ever met someone that says, you know, man, they pay me way too much? You ever met someone like that? No. So why why is it different with teachers? I think there's this like framework put around teachers. That the kids like, are the uh, future. 
Yeah, the kids are the future and that these teachers will... Not if they're doing packets all day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's my opinion. This is my opinion. And my opinion only. Teachers, because how the system is set up, is trained to develop children into good workers. Can that really change the world? Contributing members of society. Yeah, contributing members of society, being able to get to work on time, clock in, clock out, solve some problems. Teachers are good at that. There's going to be some teachers who are good at a personal level in developing people, helping them understand themselves emotionally. There's different kinds of teachers. In America, I think, uh, like in middle school and high school, that's when everything goes full logic. A plus B equals C. One plus one equals two, for example. It's got to be this way or you won't succeed. Oh, you got to go to school or you won't succeed. I I don't know. I I disagree with that theory. I think that depends on the school you go to. Because I'm sure if we drive a little bit over to East Palo Alto and go to one of those high schools, they won't say shit about you attending college after you graduate. No. No. They just want you to survive until you graduate high school. Right. And that is the bare minimum. Whereas to the school we went to, the bare minimum seemed to be that bachelor's degree or even that master's degree. And that's yeah, because that, that was the expectations of them. Right. So, you know, I don't know how you answered my question there, but that brings out a lot more questions. What do we do with the bad teachers? Do we take them out to an alley and just, you know, get rid of them? Or what do we do? What do we do? And when it comes to that question, how do you evaluate bad and not? I don't even know if you could really ask the students themselves either. Yeah, because they don't care. I mean, I, I filled out a bunch of bubbles in, in high school. And none of my thought went into most of them. Did, did you do those uh, handwritten reviews of the teachers to give them feedback? That was more in college. And uh, I was pretty honest with those. I doubt they were actually yeah. read, though. They were read by the boss. I mean, most of the parcel taxes, most of the property taxes in the neighborhood pay the teachers, from what I understand. Do we pay the teachers? So if, I mean, if you're paying property tax, sure. And do we pay the cops? No, not directly, yeah, but through taxes, yes. Are we their bosses? That's another episode. I wouldn't say. <laughs> we are not their bosses. A lot of people seem to That's think another that, episode. Though. A lot of people seem to think that. <laughs> but we help fund them. That's what I say. This mean I'm the boss. Okay, so should, should you have a choice it. to not fund? I, well, that's another episode. That's actually like five episodes. <laughs> when it comes to teachers, you know, I had teachers who were just there to read to us. Can you uh, name a few, you know, first name, last name? Oh, no, I can't <laughs> do that. But they're just there to read to us, you know? Okay, yeah. Or give us packets. So to, to you, are those the bad teachers? We're going off. We're going off script here, off the articles, but that's fine. That's fine. I just make it more smooth and natural. 
for me, the bad teachers are the teachers who don't help us use our own tools to solve something. For me, it's... Wouldn't you uh, say the best teacher is life? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Funny, funny, funny. It's not a joke. The best teacher is life. Wouldn't you say say the best teacher is failure? It is. It is. But you want to get out of school as fast as you can, so don't fail your classes. No, I didn't mean pass, but don't fail. I didn't mean failing classes. I meant just failure in general, you know? Yeah. The only reason why I'm a success today is because... It's like a Michael Jordan quote or something. I was a failure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so okay, those are the good teachers. The ones who make you think. A freedom writer's teacher, Hillary Swank. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. That's not a good teacher? Hillary Swank isn't a good teacher? Well, i seen a movie, but it's good for teachers to show kids how to express themselves, but... When it comes to a good teacher is teaching a kid how to find an answer themselves. The critical thinking part. I mean, if a teacher can teach you how to answer the question, what is what? I think that's a good teacher. What is what? <laughs> you try answering that. What, <laughs> what is what? Here, here's, here's the deal. So... For my years in school, it usually comes up to the point where the teacher skill the teacher teaches for the whole year, and then when it comes to testing, it says what is what. Well, here's the summary of everything that I taught, so that you could get a good score of the things that I said a couple months but ago. That was every class I've ever had. Yeah. So what was the point of teaching in between then? Filler. I don't know. Just you know. Why don't why don't we just come in the first day? Here's the packet. Let's take our test the next day. If that's how it's going to be, well, just look at it. In the, look at it in the corporate office uh, workspace rather than the you know teaching industry. You have three tasks to do during the day. Are you going to do them up front and then nothing for the rest of the day? Or are you going to spread mm. them out? Hmm. Good question. Okay, that comes down to basically workplace productivity. At a certain point, people just figure out the loopholes. There's a lot of filler at school, man. A lot of filler. I think PE class is more valuable in some classes. Learning how to interact with people. People who are stronger than you. And physically and people who didn't emotionally. Do, and people who didn't do anything. While you were trying to win... So people will be standing around. How are you learning that lesson? All right. This sounds like a grudge that you're still holding for someone in high school. Is it? Oh, no, no, it's not. So no, let's not. move on to the next. Well, there is no next thing. <laughs> it's the next thing is a break because we need to yes, break. Let's, uh, let's move on to the break. All right. Let's. Uh, this show is going off the charts here because we're not sticking the script at all. Maybe that's what the second segment is going to be. Just us talking about things. Maybe. Maybe it should be that way. All right. Look forward to hearing us for the next three hours. You're listening to MP.
have you always heard this saying that, you know, teachers at this country do this? Why is that saying in a southern accent? Was that a southern accent? <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. All right. Why, why do teachers in this place do this? I've never... That's so vague. What, what is that supposed to be a well, reference to? You know, like, oh, in Europe, for example... In Europe. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I hear that about everything. Vacation time, workplace policies. In Europe, yeah, they have maternity Ooh. leave for like forever or something like that, for example. <laughs> for forever? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a classic Bay Area argument. Actually. Yeah, until they're 18. Completely. Yeah. So, there's this article from good education at education.good.is. Okay, don't read the whole... Well... <laughs> Are you reading the whole URL? No. <laughs> that sounds like the whole URL. I think it's an article from Finland. It says... The article's title is, America's teachers to everyone stop looking to Finland or Japan or Canada for an easy fix by Gerald K. Letendre. Okay, so this guy is writing... Oh, on behalf of all of America's teachers? Well, yeah, he's saying, yeah, don't don't look to us. It's different, from what I understand. On behalf. I think it's on behalf of Finland and foreign okay, on nations. On behalf of Finland. It's just saying, uh, hey, don't look to us. Don't think that just copying us is going to fix your problems. That's how I kind of see it. Is saying that teacher quality is the critical element in whether or not an education system succeeds, according to United Nations, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. So, it's saying that if a country allocates teachers to the most challenging parts of a country, providing teachers with the right mix of government incentives to remain in the profession and ensure all children are learning regardless of their circumstances. So this is opposite of kind of what the article about getting paid is about. Okay, well, well let's, let's take a look at that quote from United Nations first. Allocating the best teachers to the places where they need them, in quotes. What about the places where they don't need them in quotes? What, they get the bad teachers? <laughs> they just all pass. They're flying colors. <laughs> Wait, okay. So you, this guy's cherry picking. At, well, not cherry picking. This guy's just picking at this policy here. He's saying that's not what, no. That's not what we need. We need. You know, it, it, well, he, he's saying that teachers from different countries have different goals. And you can't just say, let's copy this country to fix our problems here. And do you agree with that? I do agree with that. Uh, wouldn't this article have more credibility if this was an American writing this? Maybe it is an American. I don't know who the person is. Either way, it's, it's, it's teachers around the world that have a different style according to even within our own states, each teacher teaches differently, isn't it? Did you say states? I was, I was going to say schools. Well, within the states. 
within the schools, the teachers are teaching differently. Within the within the teachers, the teachers are teaching differently. Correct. Okay. Within the students, but, the teachers are. What, what about favoritism in the classroom? Oh yeah, we all saw happens. that. But I'm talking about in policy wise, policy of how teachers are evaluated, teachers are paid, how teachers, what kind of curriculum that teachers have to teach. Well, I've never heard of a teacher not getting paid because their students got low scores. Well, that's true. But some teachers are evaluated through how their kids do. Okay, uh, Jack Black in School of Rock, is he, is he a good That's teacher? a good teacher. <laughs> and why is that? Is it because he, he teaches outside the book? He teaches outside the book. Okay. All right. All right. Mr. Keating, uh, you know, Robin, William, Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society. Good teacher. All right. Okay. All right. It's fair enough. Mr. Bueller. Terrible teacher. Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> so, what's that? So you're saying everyone should be like Robin Williams? Well, no, it depends on the... Well, if you're a poetry teacher, sure, that's okay. He wasn't a poetry teacher. He was an English teacher. Well, they, they right. were doing poetry in English class, weren't they? Right, okay. All right. What about Jack Black, then? He's He just went completely off the books and broke some laws. Was it on the bank? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that movie. That was a pretty good movie. Well, so... I think what most Americans look at is STEM programs around the world. I think one of the weakest things that we are taught here in America is STEM, science, engineering, math, mathematics. What's the T? Science. Technology. Technology. Yeah. Okay. All right. Don't 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 say an acronym if you don't know all <laughs> the, the words. It just says STEM, man. So, in the United States, for example. According to the article, a key part of important legislation is the No Child Left Behind. The law emphasized... That, that was by Bush, actually. Yes. Right? I remember that around fourth, fourth or fifth, fifth grade. grade. So, the law emphasizes certification, a college degree, and content specialization. But failed to identify teachers who knew how to implement reforms, who promoted critical thinking skills in their classroom. So, it's kind of like, so if you're a teacher, you're qualified, you have all these things, you went to this school, this school, and this school, went to... Uh, you were teacher TA and learned how to teach, then bam, you're in the classroom. From what I understand. And here we are. So we are the products of We this. are the products of the public school system. So in different in there's a national standardization and then the state comes up with its own teaching methods. Do you think that teachers quality if they were if teachers were free to teach whatever subject they chose in the way they wanted to teach it without all this regulation, you think that we would have better quality teachers? What regulation is there? Technically, there is no regulation. I've had teachers just not teach from a book. They just taught from stories of their life. <laughs> you know? Are they getting in trouble for that? No, but I think it's... Not until someone complains. I think there's evaluation and um, standardized testing. Well, yeah, there's always tests, but, you know, it's not a, a fill-in-the-bubble test. No, not all the time. Right. They're more subjective tests. 
So what, what exactly, what restrictions do public school teachers have? Are they required by law to teach off packets and textbooks? One hour. That's their limitation. Okay, but, but with the time constraint, you know, we have time constraints. Well, here. time constraint and the fact that you have how many students in a classroom? It's about 40 now per class. It's about 40. 40 plus. It used to be 12. And uh, 50% of them are troublemakers, rowdy students. Okay. All right. Well, so, would you be a packet teacher or would you be a, a Mr. Keating teacher? I would try Mr. Keating. It's hard. Okay. So, I think what happens is, from what I observed, you just lose hope. The teachers lose hope. <laughs> <laughs> they just get crapped on every day. One by the for six for no five times a day. For, well, five to six by times a day. Kids. First, first before even the first period, their boss craps on them about how, hey, you gotta step it up. Your kids are failing. Well, yeah, okay, that's the difference I think between other people working in society and teachers who teach in periods. You know, we're not doing the same thing six times a day. Oh. That's true. Well, maybe you are. Maybe we are. Well, we're doing it uh, 24-7. Well, teachers could argue and say they're doing the same. <laughs> they go home and they grade papers. and They stuff. literally do the same thing every period. Same structure. <laughs> you know, I've, I've sat in on another period of a teacher, and I've had that period before in the day, it's really weird. It's like watching a rerun. <laughs> it's just different faces? It's, yeah, it's just really weird. I, I, I'm not sure how to explain it. Yeah. But I don't want to ever do it again. No, no. No, when it comes to like public school teachers, it's saying that in America, in preschool and kindergarten, they're more caring for these children. They're more one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. So in America, they're more one-on-one. -on -one. While well, in Japan and other countries, they're more grouped, where these students would be taught in a group-wise. In America, I always hear that, uh, there's no more one-on-one -on -one time with the students since there's like 40-ish plus students in the classroom. Would you have appreciated more one-on-one -on -one time? Uh, no, not really. Okay, so it's different I need for everyone... More one on one with myself on how to learn myself because what ended up happening is in college is you teach yourself, the teacher is just there to help you. What I see is the teacher shoving it down your throat. Here's what you got to learn, this is what you got to know. Here's the test to prove that you know it. Okay, yeah, that's a fair observation. But aren't there situations where that would work? You know, I've, I've had teachers who, who teach directly from the book, it's, but it's just their teaching style that gets the point across. Okay. That works, especially in STEM and mathematics. Well, I don't think you can't really teach off the books in mathematics. Well, most of the mathematics is off. I was at the I was at the grocery store and I had four apples. 
And the, and the bagger said, do you want to bag these? If we bag them, you get exponentially three more apples. <laughs> I don't want to say it depends, but. But it depends. All right. So, so the article goes on to talk about how working conditions can affect teacher quality. What do you think about that? It's not like any other job. Yeah, I mean, so here, for example, in the Bay Area, there's certain neighborhoods where it's very tense in the classroom, right? What do you mean tense? Well, you have gang members and, uh, you know, people getting killed in the neighborhood. And, you, know, you run a gang? I don't run a gang, but I'm saying it's uh, certain... You own a gang. I don't own a gang, no. How do you teach? How do you teach a classroom where... Majority of kids are having trouble at home. Well, you've seen Freedom Riders. Well, it doesn't work a lot like like that all the time. It feels like you're being siphoned through, isn't it? Siphoned through society? Yeah, and siphoned through the classroom. Okay, what happens if you don't make the siphon? You're just stuck there forever. You're a failure to society as to some. Quality teachers. Have you come to? Have you had a teacher to where if you were to see him again, you would actually go up to them and say, "Thank you, man. You really changed my life." I don't think I'd say that to anyone but myself. Uh huh. <laughs> so the answer is no. But I, I I do have teachers who you know I if I saw them at the grocery store I'd think about saying hi to them. Okay. I wouldn't actually do it. I just think it. You just think. <laughs> <laughs> should should teachers just be here's an example like in in the work environment should teachers just go to school get the lesson done and just bounce not care about the kids personal happenings isn't that what a job means well it is a job they should just be uh, emotionless here's the lesson here's why you give I give you a packet so I can relax well, that, that sounds like 80% of the teachers we had. Well, a lot of them gave us packets. Made by the public schools. So, which type of teacher should get a raise? Or what is a quality teacher? Well, okay. It depends. Okay, it depends. Since it depends, let's move on to our next one. <laughs> Coming from Morganton. Okay, I really like this the one. The News Herald. Titled, Average Pay Isn't the Point. So this comes back to our second article about pay by John Hood. I, I really like this guy's writing. You like it, Henry? Okay, this guy. Ooh, look, look at his picture. I mean, he just he doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. He just wants to tell people what he thinks. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean. This guy does not care if you agree with him or not. Yeah. So he, this guy comes back to an example in North Carolina, saying that teachers' pay was up four percent from 2015 to 2016, which is about forty nine thousand eight hundred thirty seven dollars. 
which was the largest pay hike for teachers in the United States and boosted North Carolina's ranking in the average pay to 35th. So there's a comparison between how much the teachers get paid and where they live. They get ranked, from what I understand. Right. Yep. So it, it's all it's all relative. You know, they're not ranking the best paid teachers from with the lowest paid teachers in a small town where the cost of living is way less. But the most important thing this guy is saying is that if you're just focusing on the raises and the money, you're not even thinking about the whole situation. Yes. Yes. Is this is this the unpopular opinion? Because everyone else is saying all teachers need raises, and this guy's saying nope. Well, it's it is the unpopular opinion because, in my opinion, I think there's a lot of news and media and what do you call this public framing to where all teachers are angels when they're not. That teachers are all... Well, they're actually demons? <laughs> Is that what you're Some saying? of them are. So you don't just pay somebody just because they have a title or profession. You know? I don't think so. You think it should be based on something else than just being it. Okay, well this guy says there's really no evidence that's says, you know, higher raises, higher salaries equals better teaching. Isn't that pretty obvious? Well, it is obvious everywhere. Well, what happens when you give someone a raise? They're happy for like two weeks, and then what do they ask for? I need more money. (laughs) You can never have enough. And it's the same thing here. So it's more like, from what I understand, the reason why you pay the teachers is so that they don't go. It's basically a retention incentive. I think there's probably well, isn't that everywhere. every job? Yeah, isn't I think that every how... job? Why? Why would you stay if they don't pay you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, this guy's good enough. Let's give him some money so he doesn't go to the competition. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny. I mean, we're just trading. We're trading digital points right now. We are so. trading digital points, but when it when it comes to school. If you're a really good teacher, you get paid a little bit more, and then you get happy a little bit, and you want to stay in the school, because it seems like they appreciate what you do. Well, how long are you happy for? I I don't know, man. You know, next year, instead of 30 kids, it's not 35 kids. You still going to be happy? Oh, no. Not at all, man. Okay, they'll give you another race. And then the year after that's 45 kids instead of 40. You still going to be happy? <laughs> and they say no raise because your salary is at capacity. At capacity. Then what? Then what? And you just got to quit and retire, man. But you're only 35. Well, I live off the street. Your 401k has $200 in $200? it. $200? I could live off that. <laughs> <laughs> Once it's taxed, it's more like $120. Oh, man. All right, so I think the the biggest thing this guy says that is just really going to grind people's gears is paying teachers more actually keeps bad teachers in the classroom. Mm. Is that true? I think it's a possibility, yes. 
Okay, yes or no, man? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's my answer. All right, okay. Well, your answer's wrong. Oh, that's your opinion. <laughs> no, I, I agree. You know, you, you pay them all the same, you give them all the same raises. Guess what? The bad ones are going to stay now. Of course they're going to stay. Like, nice. Let me do the most... You said, like, mice? Nice. Let me do the most minimal work I can just to pass by. Oh, I thought you meant like mice and you just gave them cheese or no, something. No, no, no. I thought it was a nature analogy. So, when it comes to ranking teachers, it's like, oh, if you're a better teacher, what this guy's saying is, no, no, no. It's not always because your ranking is high, you should get paid more. Or just because you are a teacher, you should get paid more. It's hard to compensate teachers, I think. What do you mean by that? Like, how do you how do you find a balance in that? Well, that's what life's about—just finding the balance. How many, like, if you if you were running the faculty, for example, if you were running the school district, oh, it'd be a communist factory. Everyone gets paid <laughs> the same. <laughs> Imagine how many employees you have, right? As a school district, how many teachers you have, how many students they take care of. This is exactly why they say don't talk about salary with your colleagues because then someone gets jealous and then somebody gets a raise. <laughs> don't talk about salary. Only okay, well, this guy, okay, let's wrap up with this guy before we kind of zone off yeah, here. zoning off. He says, no other state or school system has developed a perfect off-the-shelf model that we can just adopt. But to fixate on rankings and pay and all that, it's completely pointless. It's counterproductive. Mm -hmm. That's the message we need to pull from this guy's article. I bet you, out of all the articles we've seen, this one was read the least. This one has seen the least eyes. Because you're saying don't pay the teachers? Right. Have you, well, why would you post this on Facebook? <laughs> unless you want to be that guy. <laughs> what I see now, like, it feels like some students believe that the education system is being attacked by certain policies. By Decepticons? Decepticons, yes. Is that, oh, if because we stop paying the teachers, then we're going to have a bad school system. Or finally, teachers who are getting paid well are actually staying. Well, at this, this point, I think we're just in too deep. I, th I think at this point, most of the world is just in too deep. In too deep what? You know? Into deep of this whole situation. They, everything was fine when we were all cavemen, you know, just taking what you wanted. But then society and civilization rose, so we have to do this, man. We don't have to do anything. No, we don't. Okay? We don't. We could just chill and sip on coconuts all day if we wanted to. Where'd you get coconuts? Coconuts. That's what I think about. Laying on a beach, sipping on a coconut. Where'd you get the coconut? At the beach, man. What beach in California has coconuts? Uh, I'm not talking about California. Okay. Where are you talking about? Hawaii? Hawaii. Okay. How would you get Swim to Hawaii? Swim there. You would be dead before <laughs> the time you reach. <laughs> I fly there, man. Okay. Then you got to pay some guy for that flight. Of course. Then just stay there and on the beach. That defeats the purpose. Of going to relax? I guess so. Yeah. You still got to pay somebody in your house, man. 
When's the last time you spent a whole day without spending any money? I'm not talking about physical cash. I mean, like, every time you breathe, I think that's money. Uh, can, can you truly spend zero zero dollars in one day? Hmm. Does that include not getting paid for? Yes. Hmm. So if somebody were to pay for your housing, is that considered zero? Like when you were in high school and a teenager and elementary school kid? Living free, quote unquote, even though it does cost something? Yeah, I guess so. That could, that could be a loophole. So what do you think? Should teachers get paid just because they're teachers? They're gonna be there. well. You know my you know my solution. Uh that's a stupid solution, man. With like the fences, <laughs> you don't like the fences. That's only for the city of San Francisco. You're saying? It, well, I mean, you know, just put them all on a fence. We don't need teachers. Yeah. Well, what if society just didn't have any teachers? Well, we're we just gonna be using Google and stuff. That are is Google not the teacher right well, now? Most kids is Google not the universal teacher. I think most kids now, when they see a problem on their homework that they can't solve, they probably ask in Google. It's funny because every time I'm, I go on Google and you just Google a historic type question like "When did Christopher Columbus?" You'll see just a whole bunch of related searches that are exactly worded like homework questions. <laughs> <laughs> These. These kids aren't doing the reading and they go on Google and they just Google the, or, you know, why did this character kill this character in this novel? Uh-huh. Nobody's reading that book. No. It's Google. All right. Okay. Yeah. We got to wrap up here. I, teachers of society. Who's, who's your best teacher? My best teacher. Wait, who, who or what do you look back now and you just think that person or thing has taught me the most of my knowledge it is me besides yourself besides myself shit yeah. man the the internet actually taught me a lot okay it's fair enough the internet taught me a lot man searching reading reading has taught me a lot more than teachers have what they said to me, you know? Just reading books in general, researching, that has taught me a lot. What teachers kind of do, they do the motivation and all that stuff. But uh, when it comes to knowledge and knowing things, the internet and books have taught me a lot of things. Okay, got it. Fair answer. You can ask me the same question, or, or well, what? it's implied by silence is implied that you're going to say your answer. <laughs> you got to ask the okay. question because I need to set. How up about here. for you? You got to repeat How the question, man. What's the most best person thing that taught you? It's a little podcast called Multiple Perspectives. You can find that multipleperspectives.org on iTunes. What other site? I can't remember what site we're on. We're on what? We're on whatever podcast uh, shows are on nowadays. Uh, 
uh, I've been checked how many listeners we've gotten lately, but uh, I'm sure there's a few listening. And for the few out there, we appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot more controversial stuff in the upcoming weeks. Things like uh, trading potatoes for cattle instead of money. <laughs> Is cooking classes too expensive? What? Cooking school, for example. Is that what they call it? Cooking school? So it is culinary, culinary school. Art school. You pay somebody to teach you how to cut the cucumber. Probably. All right. Well, the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Want to Learn How to Read Good and Do Other Things Good, too. That's where I went to school. All right. That wraps up this week's episode of Multiple Perspectives. See you.